This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. कहां है इस हफ्ते का लगान तुम सब गंदा लोग लगान दिया कि नहीं इस हफ्ते दो गुना लगान वसूल करेगा एक्चुअली थैंक यू सब्सक्राइबर्स वी डिड वेरी वेल ऑन सब्सक्रिप्शंस लास्ट वीक सो थैंक यू फॉर ऑल दोस हु पेड टू कीप न्यूज फ्री फॉर एवर इन योर डेट ऑलमोस्ट दो गुना लगान आया था एंड फॉर दोस हु डिड नॉट सब्सक्राइब येट तुम सब मुफत खोरो से तीन गुना लगान लेगा हम अगले हफ्ते हेलो हम है अभिनंदन सेखरी और ये है न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हफ्ता अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते और हमारे साथ ये नेटिव लोग थोड़ा गंदा ब्राउन रंग का बैठा है आनंद रंगनाथन हेलो दीपांजना पाल दिस इज जस्ट नॉर्मल हिंदी टू मी सो दिस इज यस हेलो मधुत रेहन वाई ऑन कलोनियल मूड क्योंकि लगान दिस लगान मूड एंड ऑल द वे फ्रॉम बेंगलोर ऑन द फोन वी है बेंगलुरु बेंगलुरु सॉरी बेंगलुरु धान्या राजेंद्रन एडर इन चीफ ऑफ द न्यूज मिनट हाई धान्या Hello are you going to ask questions in Hindi? <laughs> no. Oh. We'll, I'll, I'll just abuse in Hindi. I'll keep the questions in English. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And uh, so uh, first of all congratulations on news minutes doing really good work. Thank you. And uh, I hope we don't freak you out with a bizarre behavior. I apologize on Anand Ranganathan's behalf <laughs> beforehand. This is our bizarre behavior. Huh? Look at him. <laughs> So this week we have three lovely letters from our listeners two very encouraging and nice ones and one that is very encouraging and nice and complimentary for the ladies but has trashed you and me Anand oh so be prepared and Manisha will not be joining us she is still on leave so here's what made news this week and we shall discuss on hafta the kaveri water dispute and its fallout continued to make news you know even after the weekend the first two days of this week there was indian express had a great story on the 1 rupee trick uh the lieutenant governor in delhi government's battle gets uglier and in the backdrop of chikungunya dengue and other diseases mulayam singh yadav and his son akhilesh are on the war path and it's getting pretty ugly today actually then there is a uh, tathagat satpati's free speech bill which is very interesting and hasn't made too much news i wish it would make more news amit shah's onam goof up which dhanya can tell us something more about Uh, then India hits out at Pakistan and raises Balochistan, and the POK rights violation at the United Nations. Shahabuddin's return from jail as a hero. Apparently, a 300 SUV convoy was welcoming him uh, in Bihar. Is Jungle Raj back? Is being asked. Singur is over. Mamta Banerjee reaches out to Tata's with a new land deal. How nice! Uh, Pakistan lifts the ban on India Today website after it was blocked because on the cover they had. the chief of army with a thappad ka mark on his gal and other such stuff and acche din was manmohan singh's line says bjp is gatkari so this podcast is produced by kartik jawan and recorded by anil kumar thank you guys so much let's first start off with our guest from bangalore bengaluru sorry dhanya yes so uh, dhanya um this week at least earlier the week monday tuesday kaveri continued to dominate the headlines even after last weekend when it was in the headlines again has everything calmed down that side of the country and yeah, it's going to be back in the headlines tomorrow because there is a band in tamil nadu there will be a shutdown in the state as even uh, the dmk has actually supported the band so i think kaveri will remain in the headlines for one or two more days and as long as there is no violence uh, uh, during the band perhaps it will just be uh, another routine band in tamil nadu hopefully it will remain so 
So yes, there's a lot of discussion uh, on Kaveri online, offline. That's all that people can talk about now here, both in the Bangalore and Chennai. Uh, hopefully, tempers will calm down after this. Uh, this one more bump in Tamil Nadu because. Karnataka is going on releasing the water, and hopefully people will forget it very soon. Now you are. Uh, are you Tamil? No, I'm a Malayali. Oh, you're Malayali. So you're Malayali in Bangalore. So you're neutral party. Yes, but I'm often abused uh, uh, because people call me a Tamilian. Uh, as I worked in Chennai, everybody assumes I'm a Tamilian. So they tell me your Tamil bias is showing in your reporting on the Kaveri, which is not true. I'm neither. Right. Yeah, you're a Malu. Yes. So um, now tell us sim- simply. Tell us this simply, okay? <laughs> But did your reporters face face any harassment when they went out to report? Because we heard a lot of uh, cases where reporters were said, "Put down your camera and join the protests in Bengaluru." Did you witness this? Well, uh, in fact, we witnessed um, shutting down of shops and uh, stone pelting and all that in two or three areas. Where yes, they did tell the reporters uh, to put down their cameras, and most of our reporters anyway shoot on the mobile phones. They were told not to shoot on the mobile phones. They were told to move away. In fact, one of my reporter was a Tamilian. He does not know how to speak in Canada, so he was a bit jittery, and he had to come back as they were screaming at people on the road and asking them to move away. So yes, in the first few hours, it was kind of uh, crazy here, and people were getting violent on the streets. Uh, there's a reporter called Rohini Mo, uh, Rohini Swami of India today who was uh, thrashed quite badly by uh, by the protesters. So yes, there was definite anger on the streets, but I would not call it a riot situation as some of the channels had been calling it through the day. Actually, I was coming to that. Did you find the uh, coverage on television news a bit excessive? Because I saw uh, one debate predictably on Times now where there was a lady. She was a spokeswoman of Tamil Nadu. she had a very calm looking face but when she spoke i was really taken aback and they were not setting a very good example and this is the day when the violence was happening she and a bjp member were going at each other and i thought it was like adding fuel to the fire just just the way the way politicians are uh, bickering on on tv did you find that irresponsible of the anchors to kind of play that up or of the politicians to indulge in that I kind of one of course is what the kannada the regional channels were doing the kannada and tamil channels for example they would use instead of saying instead of saying a uh, protesters they would use a word uh, which is sort of for free, used for freedom fighters so that's the word they would continuously use for people who are protesting uh, and they would uh, they would have anchors asking stuff like these people are voicing uh, for karnataka we should be you know they just went all out in support for the protest in the first few hours in fact the entire day kannada channels were supporting i mean i was giving phone to tamil channels and the tamil anchors would ask questions like are tamilians safe in bangalore what is happening to tamilians also increasing the uh, you know uh, the tone so i think both uh, karnataka and tamil nadu channels in both these states had a significant role to play in taking up uh, in actually exaggerating the situation the national channels of course kept saying the riots in bangalore the riots in bangalore there were shops being shut down yes vehicles were set on fire but it's far away from a real riot situation and i think things came to control by around 4 or 5 o'clock only that one bus depot incident really flared up the entire thing and uh, and sort of alarm people that it could become worse but that was the only incident which sort of created a lot of panic when those 30 to 40 buses were set on fire but that happened in the outskirts of bengaluru uh, people were not harmed in any of these attacks so let's never ever forget that but there was one death right of in firing 
Yes, uh, uh, that has happened. I think a sort of misfiring also as the Hoysala vehicle, the the, way, the police vehicle, when these protesters attacked the vehicle, one of the cops misfired is what the police have been saying. So that death was unfortunate. The second death, of course, happened to a man who ran to the third floor of a building and he fell down while there was a lati charge. Right. So yes, these things happened, but mostly in the outskirts. Inside the city, things were considerably calmer. Everyone closed down shops and went home. But there were 56 buses Burned. Set. Yeah, that, that's a depot. That's one depot. Which is saying 30. Yes, yes, that's what I was talking about, which happened later in the evening. I which see. was the only, uh, which was the real uh, alarming incident which happened. Okay, now if I can just get a panel in sitting here in Delhi. Um, I just, I, th- I think one person raised this on Twitter that, you know, when you saw all the visuals of these guys um, laughing, you know, putting cars upside down and bashing them and breaking them. That, what would it take to use pellet guns here? I was, I mean, I don't have a position on this. Is that a fair equivalence? But you they're know, using the, real guns. They fired. No? In one case, yeah. So I, no, but I was just wondering: is is it an equivalence that you can actually draw? Because the point being made was that, which was made during the earlier Kashmir protests, like protests happen all over the country, but they would never use pellet guns anywhere except here. You think? Uh, I mean, I, I think Shekhar Gupta mentioned this somewhere as well and got a fair amount of flack for that, uh, mm. for suggesting equivalence. I don't know. I, I, I'm not particularly for pellet guns in any situations, I have to say. But but this was also, I mean, it, it really did seem like instigated violence as well. I don't know whether, Dhanya, maybe you can tell us a I, little I, bit about I that. I don't know much about Kashmir. From what I have seen on visuals, those are larger crowds who protest. Right. Mm. I mean, I'm also not for using pellet guns in any situation. But it has been asked to me by quite a few people as to why it was not used. But in Bangalore, the violence was by three to, uh, th- let's say there are three bikes or four bikes. There'll be eight to ten people on these bikes. That's it. These are smaller groups. Okay. They would just go from one area to another. There was no incident where large groups would come and vandalize. Which is actually Every pretty... place where the vandalism happened, these were small, small groups like... The, you know, the Hafta groups in this particular area, the goons in the particular area. I know the guy next living next to my house who runs a wine shop. He was on top of a bike with a Karnataka flag threatening people. And that evening, and then he was very he... much back in his shop. He just like transformed <laughs> into the locality goon in one hour's time. So I do like the fact that he group. came back to selling alcohol. That's like a civilized thing no, to but do. I, I think that's an interesting, you know, because if you're watching television coverage, yeah, the footage showed the footage kind of, it, it kind of suggests... People, it showed Hordes of people. No, but I think, no, any at any given shot, they sh- it was 10 to 12. I mean, yeah, if I now start recollecting, I didn't see any yeah, shot where they, they were zoom, like zooming in, right? hundreds. I, I saw jhunds, but I mean, it's interesting what television can do, Anand. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, a couple of points. One is that it, it gives you a glimpse of the kind of country we are, where all these things are happening uh, in reaction to a Supreme Court order. I cannot believe this. I mean, you know, this is worse than a banana republic. A Supreme Court of our country has said, you do this. Mm. And there are politicians, there are people on the streets who are violating it or don't like the order. I mean, heaven forbid any other Supreme Court decision is to be treated like this. No, and mean, now there is a bunk. It happens in America. It happened in the, during the civil rights movement when in Alabama, when there was a court order that um, to desegregate schools and uh, Governor Wallace, George Wallace, refused to obey and it, it may, and he stood there guarding the school saying over my dead body and this and that and then Kennedy um, called in the troops so there was violence. But I think in a so sense that, that kind of that makes reaction, point. My main question here is that 
looking at how long this dispute has gone on since 1892 right. i think and then there have been sporadic uh, uh, sort of flare ups through the centuries and the latest one is 1991 where there were riots also correct now what my question that i raise is that how can the supreme court imagine that an order they pass will not create this kind of a reaction either there should have been some consultation with the government to prepare them either there should have been some kind of a foresight that you know we can expect this so what should be done should there be this kind of a judgment this judgment seems to the supreme court has done it in rather an ostrich like fashion but i think that that's is the it point. a surprise that's a point ts sudhir was making last week in the hafta that responsibility lies with the state governments he says they should have prepared their people that you know you will have to release some water you would have to do that i don't think that responsibility really rests with the supreme court no, but one would have to take at face value but you don't know how to prepare your uh, your constituency unless you know what the supreme court order is going to be but you know that you're going to have to give some water and people are not going to want yeah, to yeah so water. i think there should have been some preparatory work done either way yeah but i mean the point as i mean anandan is making is the supreme court cannot do the i mean it's yeah. meeting out justice you know so it's like you cannot say that look this decision is going to be very harsh on a party so let me delay it or let you know that's the job they will go by the law and one shudders to the because a lot of a uh, very contentious decisions or made into contentious decisions rest right now uh, with the supreme court i mean for example the ram janmabhoomi issue right and both the parties have said that they will abide by the supreme court decision now can you imagine supreme court actually gives out a decision and uh, you know something like this happens i mean this would be the Which whole is country why? would be on fire it's so highly unlikely they will well they should they, I, mean, i agree they should yeah i mean why not you know they should okay I'll and the other point i mean about the pellet gun thing is so i i'm not in a position to say that you know what is the severity of the riot situation i mean that is to be judged but yes, thanya said it's not a riot so we okay. shouldn't call it a riot <laughs> right okay riot like situation I mean, obviously, if they're burning fifty buses, it's not like a playground uh, situation. It's a riot-like situation, you know. That can develop. And uh, the point is, <coughs> uh, you know, people who are in a situation uh, to decide what kind of uh, uh, measure to use against it. Yeah, sure. I mean, if they're using pellet guns in one, I mean, I'm not an advocate for pellet guns, but they were using it against one crowd. Then, yeah, I mean, you know, use it against other crowd as well. Okay. Absolutely. Um. before we come back to dhanya i just like to read the first email from piyush khandelwal i'm going to read this email in almost in its entirety because i was very moved by this mail we got this after the last hafta uh piyush khandelwal says hi news laundry i've been following you for the last 3 and a half years long before news laundry hafta started i am 31 and for the past 15 years or so been active been an active follower of news i have grown up on ndtv aaj tak dainik bhaskar only to realize in my late 20s that how, that how one sided agenda peddling news can become I now live in New York City but the developments in India interest and excite me. I work in sales. Why do I provide this preface? Because a lot of other people may feel what I felt when I saw Madhu's clothes line. It was almost the first time I saw that Indian news sources historically considered authority were being taken to to the cleaners if I may use the word from your dictionary. This was re- refreshing for two reasons. A we learned something new. B at least the people in the know like Madhu Abhinandan also saw through this absurdity like we did. My interest and respect only grew after I binged on all NL interviews. Can you take it and cleaners? News Laundry Hafta arguably your best property has been so great that I have stopped going to any Indian news source because I get news and sensible analysis with a great diverse panel all in one place. You elevate 
the level of debate the panel is smart educated knowledgeable too much yaar bas karo are rulayega kya pagle i love but respectful and debates are spirited i can provide specific example of how some of anand abhinandan madhu and manisha's views have personally shaped and changed my perspective dude you're so fucked <laughs> but i'm sure others have done that before me how mean you are in some okay. he's written such a sincere mail i think it's great in some news laundry helps but the critical part is coming later helps foster critical original thinking which this generation of followers most desperately need on a 2 hour long drive i had my friend listen to hafta and for the first time he was blown away that such podcasts exist and immediately decided to add your podcast in itunes but did not subscribe why did i write all of this because in the last hafta when abhinandan talked about your cash burn it had an effect on me that you might cease to exist which will be most unfortunate the effect was so profound that it made me write this you must continue to exist because when this initial wave of news hysteria dies when print media's influence further withers you will be a force a very credible one and then he's given us some advice on how we can promote news roundy thank you piyush for your very moving mail it's really nice and in the end he says finally your cause is noble but don't give away everything for free with an assumption that people are noble most are greedy there's the price on all fine things from soul satisfying wine and food to good books and great films tons of great critical analysis and 100 minutes of weekly hafta with such a fantastic panel criminal to keep it free i would be embarrassed if i did not pay so that's what he says so that's thanks that's lovely but you know uh, couple, uh two weeks ago i think we had another letter where she gave some wonderful suggestions hmm. which on how to market news laundry hmm. so i think we should follow these up yes in fact we are <clears throat> so we will be um, you know following up a lot but uh, the rest of viewers listen from piyush because we have a lot of deficit to make and since we don't take advertisements uh, because you know when the advertisers pay the advertisers served when the public pays the public is served so do subscribe to keep us afloat and piyush thank you for your mic you also donated a mic so that we could record a haftas better thank you so much okay dhanya coming back to you um amit shah's goof up on onam yes kindly tell us what was the goof up and why has it led to s- such a backlash from everywhere i think the bjp has learned a very important lesson do not mess with beef and with onam when it comes to care <laughs> <laughs> okay and and why is that what was the messing that they did so kerala doesn't have too many festivals as you must be knowing like we don't even celebrate diwali we just have onam and we have vishu onam is a 10 day festival which is seen as a festival of the state it's not called a hindu festival or christian festival or anything like that it's called as a festival of the state to welcome back a demon king or asura king called mahabali who was banished uh, to the nether uh, who was banished by lord vishnu that's the legend which all of us have learned in our schools and that's how we celebrate the festival now theory was first put forward by the rss uh, magazine kesari of course this is a theory which is prevalent but not talked about that uh, that the whole mahabali myth is untrue there's no myth like that and it's actually vamana or lord mahavishnu's birthday which is celebrated as onam so that's like telling us that look there is no mahabali you're not welcoming him you're just doing a vamana jayanti now even see all these are myths right whether it's about mahabali or about vamana mahavishnu these are all myths but nobody wants to be told that your festival is a hindu festival it is not a secular festival as you claim to be it's a festival where you celebrate mahavishnu which is why i think a lot of kerlites 
uh, came together and simply bashed the BJP in RSS. In fact, I've seen a lot of people commenting saying that, okay, maybe that myth is fine, but what is the point of raising it now? Here is a state which has been celebrating this festival uh, for so many years and everyone comes together and why create a division now? So what do you think? So it was ignorance? Me, do was, not touch Onam. It was ignorance or agenda? I think it was definitely agenda because why have an Onam uh, edition of the Kesari and have this provocative article? Uh, I mean, people did try to ignore that article for three or four days, thinking that why should we give any bhav to that article? I mean, I can tell you that a lot of media houses did not report on it, simply thinking that why give any credit to that article? But the discussions around it started soon enough. More and more of the uh, Sangh Malayali started posting it on social media and tried to sort of start, start the debate, which is when I think the media also decided that, you know, can't be ignored anymore, we have to take this on. And then it just came down to a level where the RSS got, uh, uh, the RSS in Kerala had to defend itself, the BJP leader Kumanam had to say that, look, uh, we are not against everyone celebrating Onam. This is just the, uh, the uh, this is just that author's take. They had to save their face uh, in the end. Uh, uh, sorry, Dhania. Just, but didn't uh, Amit Shah also, uh, <clears throat> uh, I think, tweet about happy Onam as well? No. Yes, Amit Shah. See, Amit Shah had tweeted uh, Happy Vaman Festival on the first yeah. day, and then he wished Happy Onam. The but next day. Vaman Jayanti is a festival which is apparently celebrated by people in Madhya Pradesh and some other states. Right. But the picture which went along with that tweet was that of King Mahabali and of Vamana. Right. First right. of all, so they that objected to the picture, as they should, by the way, because that Vamana is the ugliest small humanoid creature that I have ever seen in representation. It was a hideous poster. They should have made a better one. Absol yeah. If we you're going to do propaganda, at least make it look good. And he's got his foot on Bahubali's but head. That's As he's supposed to. That's the but I think was just a final act, right? The anger was, uh, again, was building up even before that. The ridicule uh, uh, was building up before that. But Dhania, what, what do you, I mean, because he also wished happy Onam at the end of the day. Yeah, but uh, Dhania, sorry to interrupt. I mean, you know, you... We're all talking about mythology here, I mean, over centuries, over thousands of years, and God knows who's written it and, you know, who's propagated it. At the end of the day, we've all received it in whatever form we have. And there are alternate versions of the same history as there are alternate versions of Ramayana of all the, you know, uh, Smritis and all those things. So but what exactly do you mean by Onam is a secular festival? Please explain See, that. So what the article said is that if the article had said there is an alternate myth, it was fine. If they had said there's another uh, Purana in which there's another story about Mahabali, I think people would have been fine with it. But the article made a point that Onam is a Hindu festival, that Onam is actually Vamana Jayanti, and it was never about Mahabali, but liberals and progressive people had made it look like that over the years. Now, if that article had simply stuck to saying that, look, there is an alternate, uh, alternative, uh, you know, there are many other stories regarding Onam and simply narrated it, the tone of the article, which clearly said that this is a Hindu festival. And I think that's what uh, made it a huge controversy. And I think what so, also it's not a, so, sorry, is it not a Hindu festival? Uh, in, in the sense that in Kerala, it is not celebrated as a Hindu festival. See, there is no puja in Onam. There is no God who is... In, uh, we do not have a single puja for Onam. We do not go to any temple for Onam. We simply put a, a flower pattern outside the house for 10 days and we have the Onam feast. We have all this, uh, the pulikali, the, uh, you know, the dances, the various dances. But other than that, Onam is never associated with any temple or God. And so I in think, that sense, no. And, and the key word that I think uh, Dhanya used in that was, it's 
simply done yes simply yes. and that and that is the most mallu thing ever not any hindu myth <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but i i mean i so, you know to come back to this sorry very briefly is okay, that the, the, l- last we have yeah, to move on we yeah have. i mean I, you know india is a land of a thousand festivals hmm. and obviously there is uh, i mean i don't know how proper is but the, india is a land we are not a land of thousand festivals we have just two festivals don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the mallu is right. our so the country called kerala <laughs> celebrates only <laughs> uh-huh. the country called kerala celebrates one festival to <laughs> right. Okay. Now I just like uh, Madhu's views on uh, this story, which is I thought was a fantastic story by Shamlal Yadav, who I think is a fantastic reporter over the years. He used to be the editor of Madhu. I don't know if you remember. He did this story on RTI. He filed a bunch of RTIs on spending uh, during the UPA time. Uh, you know, uh, which uh, Neta has spent how much money in traveling abroad. It was a cover story. Fantastic one. He's won several awards. It's on the one rupee trick. The list of Jandhan accounts from six states. That I found amazing. I mean, I, mean, I was just amazed. Uh, for our listeners, before Madhu comes in, it's an Indian Express story. The link is below, where they pulled out the Jandhan accounts, which is you know this scheme that the NDA government uh, pats itself on the back on that we have so many account holders and so many people have opened an accounts, and it appears that uh, a, a very large amount of those accounts have just one rupee, which have been deposited. by bank officials just to make the targets madhu you think this is happening way more but we just don't know it because there are not too many shamlal yadavs no i think that i'm i never cease to be amazed at how, the kind of scams we cook up hmm. you know there is no way to do anything straight what happens if the bank manager says or the people who are running the bank say that we won't do this because and tells the government that it's not going to happen supposing somebody is rebellious and the it's so uh, being honest in india in in within the bureaucracy and in situations like this is a subversive act it's very very difficult to sustain your honesty when everyone else or your boss is ordering you to do something it's very rough but the point is that it's just shocking that how many new scams come out and what benefit is this to anybody does it help the government in any way yeah it they it must know in today's transparency it's going to come out i think the deceit is not that the there are so many bank accounts with just 1 rupee hmm. i think that because the government knew when it started it hmm. that a lot in fact it had been widely reported that a lot of uh, 30 40% of the bank had accounts zero had balance. zero zero balance Correct. and the government said look we are not worried at this point of time because the whole purpose is that uh, you know give the bank accounts and then later on we'll try and you know disburse this dbt and all those schemes to that the the scandal and the the the, the deviousness is that now be, through this through the scam if i can call it that the government is going to say look we have a lot of uh, 30 40% of the bank accounts have, have money, money in it yeah. exactly the, that these are not the, zero it was yeah. basically so to show that it's a deceit these yeah. are not zero balance account yeah so i think that's why they do it um, uh, dhanya any views on this did you see the story no views <laughs> okay uh, dj i just think that you know it's another reminder of what a great tool rti is for journalists Hmm. and i don't think i mean indian express has done a really good job in the recent months of you know filing rtis and uh going obviously through the material that they're getting and i do wish more of us would do it because this stuff needs to come out and which is why it's tragic how every government ever since the rti you know uh, act was passed in the parliament in 2004 has 
tried to kill this act uh mr manmohan singh did it with great gusto three or four times for which i have sat at jantar mantar three or four times um and this government is you know whether it's appointment of information commissioners whether it is responding to the appeals when you don't get the rti every government in this country will try to kill the rti because this is one act that can completely transform um you know transparency and make them accountable you know when uh, we have access to files that we should but the amount of places being killed in the way mayawati killed it in up um gujarat the rti was not very effective so it's just delhi passport office ration card yahan par thoda bahut chalta hai kyunki delhi hai but it's tragic what they're doing within the rest of the country so is the rti uh, the chief is it as uh, it's an autonomous body i mean the rti or is it con- controlled by the government no it's con- it's controlled in sense like the election commission so it's okay. it's a constitutional post okay. it's not um so it's the, not like the cbi it's like the more like the election commission yes it's in fact it's exactly like the election commission okay. so uh, yeah so that was a great story another story that is actually we'll come to that later right now let's go with delhi you know dhanya uh, you must be sick of how much air time before we get into the story Do you get sick of prime time news is only usually about aap or about Pakistan? Does um, it I watched uh, I mean I stopped watching prime time news around a year ago. Uh but yes I follow your tweets on prime time. <laughs> <laughs> Once a week yeah. No but I'm serious I mean I don't watch prime time news uh, unless it's something really really important I want to watch. Uh, the media th- today there is an important important story happening in in Kerala who is bothered i mean it's like it's another country altogether there's too much of pakistan too much of amadmi party and uh, too much of balochistan too much of balochistan right in fact uh, dhania you stop following prime time news was it uh, after or before you were a colleague of arnab <laughs> um, when i was a colleague i didn't get time so. <laughs> okay so no but what's the major story under, uh, uh, happening in kerala we might as well talk about it here there was this case of a, of a young uh, woman who was uh, pushed out of a train raped and murdered oh, yes. in 2011 it, it was a case which everyone had talked about then about safety in railways and everything so today supreme court has commuted that rapist uh, uh, death sentence to 7 years in prison and said that the kerala prosecution could not prove that she was murdered so it's like no one murdered her she was just raped uh, they said you couldn't prove that she was pushed out of the train so the guy is going to walk out in around 16 months because he's already served around 4 years of sentence and that has caused a major backlash in local media yes of course because uh, and also the, it, it's a question again of railway safety and how do you prove these cases what the prosecution does so um, there's a lot of anger in kerala but of course again we are just a country so Okay now Madhu about <laughs> LG versus Amadi Party versus the media uh, for those of you who have been following this uh, there's been this major outbreak of chikungunya and dengue in India in sorry in Delhi but in India also like in Bengal there were 22 deaths Orisha lots of them Orisha lots of them but but Delhi gets a lot more attention like always and uh, Arvind really went at Shekhar Gupta when Shekhar tweeted something about i think the figures of the chikungunya here no he f- tweeted that while the uh, there's been a m- malaria death mm. after a long time the mm. first one and uh, chikungunya something about that also um 
that while that has happened, uh, the AAP ministers are out traveling. Right. So, so uh, I saw Arvind's response. That was on. He said that the Lali, the Rajyani Karniya, to khud ke saamne aao. Pehle Congress ke Dalali karte the, Modi ji. I saw that. And there was a second battle. Hmm. You can comment on both together. The other Rahul was Deepak Chaurasia. Oh, yeah. Uh, who uh, flashed the first? No, first uh, Arvind also Kanwar. had a run-in. Ra- uh, Arvind also had a run-in with Rahul Kanwar. Achha. Okay. Yes. On the same thing. No, on a different thing. Now Rahul Kanwar. Uh, tweeted uh, to to Sisodia, no good service comes for free. If passengers want railway services to improve, they must be willing to pay for it. Mm. And Modi and, and Arvind gets angry with that and says Modi ji's spokesman gets angry, just on that because he says that they should pay. And then Rahul Kanwal gives it back to him by saying, "This is what happens when trolls get elected chief ministers." Mm. And Arvind gets back to him saying, "Modi ji's spokesman gets angry. So spokesperson gets angry." I think, um, I must say, Arvind does not come across looking good in this. He's overreacting. He's not being uh, politically savvy. He should know how to communicate to people like Shekhar Gupta and Rahul Kanwal. This is not the way. It really is like a troll. It's not a one-upmanship. I think he should be able to communicate the party's position, explain it in a way that is acceptable to and and counter counter uh, gives a counterpoint to both Shekhar and to Rahul. Give the point, and you come out looking respectable. But this is like one-upmanship, like kindergarten. It's not on. And in the second not case, good. in the second not case, good. it was similar of Kapil Sharma, Kapil Mishra, sorry. Uh, who Deepak Chaurasia flashed the numbers of all the Delhi ministers on his the personal phone numbers on his channel, and said call them and ask them where they are. And Kapil Mishra tweeted out Deepak Chaurasia's personal numbers, saying enjoy. Uh, yeah, enjoy. He says yeah. ये प्यार एक तरफा क्यों हो? मैंने देखा आपने हम सबके नंबर तो आपका नंबर में करना प्यार के एक within six hours, uh, Mrs. Chaurasia got about nine hundred calls. Three hundred, yeah, nine hundred calls. Anushuya. Yeah, Anushuya, who was who was a colleague actually at News Track. Yeah. So, so was Deepak actually. Yes, but um, he's changed a lot since then. Yes, he's changed a lot. I mean, I he must say he was a great say, journalist then. I must say that um, the way uh, AAP handles media is not smart at all. I think the way they react is really uh, boorish, and uh, someone really should. Um, May I submit one point hmm. that I think they they have a problem in their relationship issues. They don't know how to deal with people. Whether it's somebody you hate, you really have to know how to get the best out of that person to get your work done. See, and uh, it's become uh, there, there, right from the beginning. I- everything is so confrontational, and I know that there's been um, a lot of activity from the BJP side to corner up uh, in many ways. But the point is, if you're a savvy politician, this is going to happen. You have to be prepared for it, and you should know how to deal with it. I find that the reaction is just too immature. Maybe this is how they deal with it. But anyway, I'll just come to Danya Anand. Your view? Yeah, no. I mean, I say finally we have a medical reason for why Arvind Kejriwal behaves the behaves the way he does because just today he's had a surgery, and the doctor has said that his tongue is too large for his mouth. Stop it. This is. I'm true. serious. No, yeah, it's, a, it's an inflammation problem. It's not generally too large. There's, it gets inflamed because of <laughs> <It's> certain. <laughs> 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 Basically, what they say is that it gets inflamed because of an allergy, and he has a soft palate, 
so the saliva trickles into his windpipe causing him to cough no is but this uh, faking news no it's no, real this is, news this is no, real no. news this it's is actually wine. on the hmm. this is uh, but i mean to come back to a serious thing look i am over the past month month and a half six months i am at peace with up because i you know i i treat them like i treat bsp sp bjp congress i mean they are boorish they are gunda like they don't know how to behave they are illogical they are irrational they are whatever but they like any other political party so i i don't think they should get a lot of extra flack you know just it's BJ. like i mean just imagine if uh, akhilesh yadav's or pappu yadav or do all those guys them, were to come on you we know we give them flack when they come up with these bizarre not statements of course not this much madhu no. have you watched times on deepak's channel so no, i'm talking channel. about us no he's talking about the media i'm just saying that you know this this whole perception slowly it's wearing off which is a good thing aap is a you know aap is a political party we should respect that So this is how political parties behave. Tony, this is a very hmm. meaty churi. No. <laughs> you know you were saying that Ab doesn't handle media very well. Hmm. And uh so in continuation of the uh tweet debate, twibate, whatever it's called these days. Hmm. Um that I'm trying. Um <laughs> that Madhur read out. Um so Rahul Kanwal later on after all of this had apparently invited a couple of app app panelists to his show Newsroom. So he tweeted that so Arvind Kejriwal decides not to send Amadmi Party pa- panelists to newsroom so much for freedom of expression how would you say would be the right way to react to this I'd say uh, you don't understand freedom of expression freedom of expression is not being allowed to say what you want <laughs> me not appearing is not freedom of expression <laughs> I'd say first of all get your nomenclature right uh, but I wouldn't react to it the thing is see I I before I say what I think Dhania what is your view as someone who's not Very from Delhi Very non Delhi perspective on this Yes Yes As a non Delhi person I have felt that sometimes is the media too harsh on up like is there too much focus on the Aam Aadmi Party all the time That's what I feel like there are so many things that other state government I mean there are dengue deaths everywhere there are chicken gunia deaths everywhere but is the focus too much on that government that they are forced to become boorish And Yeah so that, that that's well, I, at the risk of sounding like I'm defending my friend in the party again I do think and I don't I don't think this you know can be argued otherwise if you see the way times now goes even now they are putting out aapki daya shakal and you know the kind of hashtags they do and they have this relentless really aggressive the way Deepak talks to the aap spokespersons or even aap leaders it is unlikely that they will ever have the guts to refer to uh, you know no uh, abinanda uh, let like me that. put it this huh. way you if know i'll just finish media yeah, advisor hmm. so hmm. i think the the thing is that i think that happens and i mean i'm pretty convinced that happens and i think it'll be very hard to argue otherwise the thing i think where they really screw up is instead of using it to their advantage they actually end up getting into fisticuffs that's they my should, point as a media advisor i would advise them not to tweet like this it just makes them look bad that but you're but giving it to me i give that's their charm that uh, charm jiwal ka charm i don't want charm i, I mean, no, i think currently know. the charm is that aap is turning out to be more faking news than ever before so you do have the tongue surgery which i have to say just the timing was beautiful but also satyendra jain jain saying that google has said there's no deaths yeah from. i thought that was ridiculous <laughs> but i mean let me you know let me come to your defense abhinandan because you're making a good point and i'm supplementing it hmm. imagine the media delhi media delhi centric media was spending as much time it is spending on exposing aap on exposing samajwadi party or anna ai admk 
I mean, it's like hundred times worse. It's just that as and Dhania would back me up on this, uh, unless of course she doesn't want to go to jail. But I mean, you know, uh, AIA DMK. It's like legendary. I mean, the kind of things that go on there that are unreported. It's like unbelievable. You know. Yeah. So, Dhania, your view on the is it is it easy reporting in Chennai? Because we've had someone tell us once on the hafta, uh, you know, some from Tamil Nadu media that. Uh, we don't realize how hard it is to report yeah. there without facing consequences. What would you say to that? I used to find reporting from Tamil Nadu very easy because there was nothing to do. Nobody would anyway react. <laughs> <laughs> I can just put out any news reports. The only thing which will come is a defamation because there was no yes. there was no necessity to stand outside somebody's house and get a reaction because nobody would react. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, but the kind of things which happen in Karnataka or even Andhra Pradesh, did Andhra Pradesh ban non-vegetarian for 10 days for an entire district because there was a festival going on? Did any national channel debate this? There are so many things happening in other states. I think so they did think debate this, actually. media is very harsh on Ahmadmi Party. I have no sympathy for Ahmadmi Party because they are also proving to be uh, fools the way they react. But perhaps if the attention, the negative attention on them was lesser, maybe things wouldn't have become so bad for the Amandi party. Right. We'll just move on to the next subject. Uh, and here I'd like to uh, go on the Eid. There are two stories. One was the rivers of blood in Dhaka. Um, because of, you know, the Eid sacrifice. By the way, a belated Eid Mubarak, Eid Mubarak to all our listeners. I ate biryani. You ate biryani in office. Um, this is where the vegetarians get a rough deal, unfortunately. They yeah. had a very rough deal in our office, it has to be said. Uh, are you veg, Dhanya? Of course not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. You're uh, sorry, I asked. <laughs> How dare I? So there's, um, I saw those images of Dhaka streets, yeah. basically with the amount of animal sacrifices. And I'll just plug both the stories and we can talk about animal sacrifice in general. Uh, I thought it was a really ghastly sight. Uh, because it rained a lot and it was on Eid, so, you know, the blood kind of... And their drainage system is probably as good as Delhi's. So, there was blood everywhere. And the second is, in the Quint, there is a piece by Antoinette Pinto. Don't slaughter goats inside my housing society. It's about her housing society has, you know, a lot of Muslims. And this is Bombay, yes. uh, Mumbai. And they were actually conducting the Qurbani in this housing society. So, there was squeals and there was blood and she was like... And, and she was shocked and she wanted to file a complaint, but, you know, it nothing happened. So she's written a piece, really upset about that. Anand? Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's just, uh, to me, it just sounds barbaric. I mean, I saw the Dhaka photographs and it's like, you know, it's almost ironic to say that, but it's biblical, although it's Islamic. But, you know, the... Uh, the <laughs> Judeo-Christian faith. Yes, the, the blood on the Abrahamic streets and all one. that. Mm. And uh, I, I just find it, exceedingly unsettling but you know to, to join it with that article uh, written by Antoniette uh, you know Pinto, Pinto. yeah Pinto and uh, I, I mean it's it's just horrendously unsettling if you were staying in a society where and she says two, this year 200 goats were actually uh, sacrificed right in front of us in front of the doors and you know the squeals and the blood and everything and the police just stood there saying you know doing nothing and I'd, it's just very disturbing but it's one of those things that one has to, um, I mean, I don't think anybody would take a step because more so the Bombay High Court has now made a ruling. Somebody had filed a PIL that, you know, this should be done in an abattoir and, you know, the, uh, the sacrifice and the, the fruits of the sacrifice brought home. Uh, 
बट द बॉम्बे हाईकोर्ट से आप छत पे यू कैन सेक्रीफाइस छत पे कॉमेंट ऑन दैट विद द एडिशन ऑफ animal sacrifice in general and this whole thing of well you know cruelty. i'm largely a vegetarian i i've only eaten meat if there's nothing else to eat mm. so i've been to someone's yeah, house khana lao jaldi se even cannibalism maggi amrood ya kuch lao i went to somebody's house where funnily enough he didn't even serve one vegetable it was all salad so normally i can eat around it so he'd only serve meat and i was hungry so i ate it i don't like it but i ate it and the next day when i was working out i can tell you i couldn't stand my own smell so that's one thing that i don't like the idea of eating something that has been living hmm. um so like plants ha ha gotcha <laughs> so um so this kind of thing is for me beyond barbaric but let me just add hmm. that i'm not against meat eating i mean I, you know i Uh, absolutely one can, but this thing about sacrifice hmm. is this ritual this seems just so i don't know barbaric and against uh, civility all I, sorts you know, of sacrifice there are two lovely and, videos yeah. that have viraled around the world a while ago about two girls one in england and one in spain and who won't let her father do the qurbani no who she says i don't want to eat meat anymore right i don't i don't like you killing animals there's one about i think that's from the middle east who doesn't want to do the turkey. qurbani one that i don't want to eat the turkey because it's a pet then there's another one she just says i i don't um, i don't want to kill animals i love animals why are you going around killing but animals but not all children are like that but, but also no, it's a rarity that's why it's come on mm. video very few children but are but then like you that. have to answer abhinandan's question which is a very logical question i mean which you're killing plants as well right no i <laughs> yeah, no i mean nobody they said i was well, listen, joking yeah, my come on. views many humans not, also don't does that i mean? have never claimed that my views are logical this is what i do okay. take it all <laughs> but i think but i think I that's a very <laughs> that's it because i don't feel like it i think it's awful to eat something that i feel is alive DJ. i don't feel plants are alive and this is the bottom line right that what we eat and the practices surrounding it are very emotional they're not based on logic um i was you was talking about these children who are whimpering away because they've seen this and i was just thinking i must be such an insensitive cynical terrible child because when even when i was a kid it was very disturbing um, um we'd be living in delhi's low bungalows we had a few muslim neighbors and they would on you know before eid there would be a goat that would or a, usually a kid that would be you know trotted up to the chhat as in a goat ka kid goat ka kid not a human <laughs> kid dear lord yes so and uh, and come eat there would be this you know pathetic bleating and um it, it was disturbing to hear did it turn me off biryani as was evident day before yesterday no um so i do th- this lady's objection that within her colony if you've seen the yeah, pictures yeah and it is uh, no look within a residential colony having these um sacrifices or any kind of butchery is ridiculous and i think this is something that goes beyond the religious uh, sphere we need to come up with far more humane ways of treating the livestock that we do for food we don't we treat animals horribly whether they are for farming purposes or for eating purposes we don't kill them humanely we don't treat them well when they're living and um, yeah that's something that i really think we should Dhania, fix your view on this and the whole sacrifice thing in general 
hardcore non-vegetarian, but even I would find it very disturbing if the high court allows slaughter inside my apartment because I think that just doesn't uh, work on people's sensitivities well. And I, I did read that Quinn piece, and that, that person made a very relevant point that, see, I was okay uh, even with the high court's order saying do it in a distance, uh, do it on your terrace, but they were just doing it. I mean, the piece says that, the uh, the goats were tied uh, uh, on the corridors and they were killed. So that that's really not done. So I, I don't. I mean, it doesn't happen anywhere else. In most of the other places, the slaughterings happen on the road or in markets, which are specified for this. And I think it should stay like that. Okay, you know, on this, I read the piece, and I just uh, I wouldn't be comfortable with it if you know there was slaughtering happening around me purely because it would just be inconvenient. I was one of those kids that the Panja spoke about. My, uh, you know, dad was a forgy, and anyone who's been in the forge knows when the bada khana happens. Cantonments are such that you know, piche bakri aur murge cut rahe hote hain, and all the kids. And in the cantonment, children run amok because you know now cities have grown and cantonments have been absorbed. But cantonments should be away from the city. So you know, even when you were really young, you could just run amok everywhere because you know all the officers knew whose kid who was. You know, ye admin. कमांडर का बेटा है उसकी बेटी है एंड ऑल्सो सो वीव सीन ऑल दिस ऑल्सो द नेपाली द गोरखा रेजिमेंट हैज़ अ वेरी ह्यूज दशहरा सेलिब्रेशन सो इन दिस बिग मैदान यू नो इवन द फाइनल कटिंग इज विद बिग एज खोखरी दे टेक अ बफलोज हेड अपार्ट एंड द ब्लड गश इज आउट एंड ऑल द किड्स यू नो वी वॉच दैट बट माई थिंक अबाउट दिस लेडीज पीस वॉज दैट we have normalized certain discomfort like my sister is very sensitive to sound so when navratra happens she calls the cops each time now i luckily don't have a mosque around my house so the whole in the morning it doesn't wake me up you do well bad luck i don't good it luck it is you know i my the but that's a discomfort also i'm just saying no, the, my level of irritation goes up into a point of making myself into an arnab in my head <laughs> <laughs> you know i am there i'm standing there and i hear this that's a lovely title for a book by the way arnab in my head <laughs> and i'm like saying i hope it's not his wife everywhere why do you have to yell or to put a yell but and not on the loudspeaker then then the next thing is but not on a loudspeaker what if every religion was around there there's a gurdwara there there's a temple there all there was, there were screaming at the same time there so was a I temple really there get into arnab space where i'm yelling in my head to them now that stop yelling to god but he will is, hear you if you whisper but coming to this discomfort so her discomfort is because there's blood and all that another person's discomfort maybe you know are like the dahi handi like i've seen what happens in chitranjan park during pujas uh, durga puja i luckily i'm not bengali or live there but if i live there i luckily, could luckily i could <laughs> beg your pardon i could shout all i wanted but my the DJ, whole colony would be block protest i'm living in pujas <laughs> or the i dahi, can't stand it or when the dahi handi happens that would be a discomfort too but that is so normal we've grown up watching it that we feel it's not such a discomfort what's the big deal so if you've grown up watching qurbani no no i'm sorry i grew up with a mo- living right next to a mosque in mumbai in worli point okay no, that doesn't mean you were watching which were doesn't pe- mean that it's okay for me now no no i'm not you're saying, saying that you grew up watching it i grew up listening to it it still doesn't feel okay for you i I'm, still feel no, that no, i'm not, I'm not quietly you madhu i'm talking about generally it's normalized there are certain having the whole colony blocked during puja is normalized having the whole colony blocked during dahiandi is normalized having things blocked during eid is not normalized it may be normalized in another kind of context so i think it is very cultural context that's the only takeaway i had from this piece so 
you know i understand what lady is saying and there's a clear discomfort but certain discomforts get normalized while certain don't right uh, that's a good point you make but also let me add to that there is an inherent hypocrisy with you know uh, against which all of us are struggling all the time and it's you know for example and we have to recognize that uh, you know for example when i say that uh, you know one must not hurt animals what do scientists do you know when they when they discover a drug what's the next stage they take it they do animal studies they do primate studies now you can turn around and say well i mean is that you know why are you doing it you're obviously killing a mice you know killing a rat right so but you're doing it for quote unquote greater good now that is acceptable that is accepted by us humans because we've made the laws right if you were to ask a rat ki would you like being injected by this new drug and it might kill you uh do you think it would say all right you know here is here is my <laughs> tail planet of here the apes my, yes mm. absolutely so you know but one has to struggle with these questions so yeah and it's always going to be a difficult one okay i'll quickly uh, read out the other two mails portions of those that have come uh one is from shruti ladge she says hello news one team i'm currently a subscriber of nl Thank you Shruti. Talia. Thank you. Spread the word and if you give a quick shout out to my friend Prabhanjan Kulkarni who is on the fence about subscribing I'm sure we can convince him to join in. <laughs> Yaar Kulkarni sahab ki kar de bhai. Kulkarni ji. Come on. <laughs> Come on jump jump jump. Thank you for bringing to us every week the NL hafta. I'm passionate about wind energy and work closely with the technology. I currently live and work out of Portland, Oregon hmm. and I eagerly wait for Saturday morning here when I can catch up on hafta and offer an Awesome entertainment rap podcasts. Hey, thank I've you. I've been following Hafta and have bi- binged heard the episodes starting from episode one, and now I enjoy all the inside jokes that it cracked. I love when the podcast trends toward more philosophical discussion in connection to that. I wanted to bring up the discussion that occurred towards the end of Hafta eighty four, where Abhinandan asked everyone if they believed in God. What I thought was interesting in Abhinandan's point of view of coming to believe in a higher power because something happened in one's life to convince him of a higher power. and she says that sometimes you believe because nothing happened or nothing bad happened right fair so point it, it was a great point mm. and uh, she says um um my two bit suggestion to the newsroni team is to have a podcast just occasionally to purely contemplate philosophical discussions on a topic wow wow eh? i think that's a very good idea we will do some philosophy hum jhadenge and i just I, want just to put on record that the bengali was not responsible for that <laughs> <laughs> And she had a follow-up question on the deep dive sessions that News Laundry was planning to conduct for subscribers only. Do you have any updates on that? Um, well, we do actually. It should be starting probably next month. We'll be starting it as a bi-monthly. I've already started working on the first one. It's on Kashmir, and uh, you can ask Deepanjan and Madhu if they started working on theirs. I know Anand has started working on his. Lazies. I haven't. <laughs> I will start now. The, the <laughs> outrage on my face, dear listeners. If only you could see. So Shruti, um, yeah. Speaking of God, uh, do you believe in God, Dhanya? Um, I don't mind. The concept <laughs> of God. Sorry, sorry, What you don't mind. Great answer. What was the? I don't answer? mind the concept of God. In fact, we just had this discussion in office. Oh, I see. You don't mind him. मतलब आ जाओ चलो आ जाओ घर आ जाओ आ जाओ कोई बात नहीं. Ah, yeah. I'm okay with uh, there being a God. So yeah, so we will be uh, launch that podcast, and it will be for subscribers only. But I wanted, you know, speaking of God and subscription and revenue models, <laughs> I, 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 I had this thing to say. You know, uh, I believe the last time in the podcast, I said why I believe in God is because when it seemed that the company that we had started, me and my friend Prashant, was sure to fail, something happened and it like succeeded, and we did really well after that. 
um something happened so related to god as in I you went to a temple or something no we didn't in fact i'm coming to that we got an award which you know kind of kept us $3000 is a lot of money at that time and you know we got a best travel documentary award when we were all but bankrupt so it kept you know it kicked up the company it kind of you know kicked off but so i believe that you know what this one said um nirupa roy to amitabh bachchan in deewar ki beta jab koi rasta nahi hota to ek rasta hota hai to ma ma kaha karti thi koi rasta nahi hota ek rasta hota nahi goes to temple <coughs> so if our revenue model fails uh, i think we should definitely turn to god so going by nirupa roy's advice to amitabh bachchan is uh, anand and madhu you go to the temple i'll wait in the car <laughs> Deepanjan says you're a Bengali. You do that, you know the the dance that they do in these Durga Pujas. The Dhuluchi Nar. So you like, so you distract Done. everyone. Anand and Madhu, you pick up the Dan Patra and come running down, throw it in the car, and we we'll, we do that once uh, every quarter. Excuse me, that's and going we to the leave me to get praying, you. not for Dan Patra. For I'm not doing sake. this. Oh, that's not what just she, that. Oh you're leaving me there to God. get arrested. Thank you. <laughs> and that was a great plan. Be arrested for stealing from a temple. Jail me, I'm in jail. But you get it. But but that's what Nirupa Roy is saying. No, no road is not there. No road is not there. This is why we must not look to Bollywood for life. Did you life. see that movie Dog Day Afternoon? No. It's a brilliant classic with Al Pacino and um Do uh, they rob temples? That's a revenue model. No, I'll tell you why I'm bringing it up. So they they have hostages in a bank. Okay. And he's got this real dopey uh partner John um uh, Dustin uh, uh, Al Pacino has he he's now dead. He was Meryl Streep's first husband. He died of cancer. So he He, he they really don't know what they're doing so al pacino turns to him and he says we i've asked for a plane and they're asking us where do you want to go so he asks him where do you want to go thinking he'll say you know france hmm. germany um, brazil dubai he says wyoming <laughs> <laughs> so that is his getaway plan yeah no i so okay But can so i just request the subscribers i mean i mean the the listeners Dear listeners, please subscribe because uh, you don't want us to be stealing Dan Patras. <laughs> no, I didn't know that that wasn't the plan. What a hair-brained <laughs> idea! No, no, I think w- this should be edited out. She wanted, she wanted him to pray. Okay, I was oh also wondering, ki bhai, kya Achha, moving on, diya. moving on. Let's read the next letter. Okay, and the the last letter is from Khalid Said. Anand, please prepare. Isne hamari thas kar diya is letter. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, News Laundry team. This is from Kolkata, your city. Oh, there we go. Uh, Dhanya, I hope we aren't boring you with our letters. No, no. Okay. I'm wondering why we are not getting these letters. She's polite. <laughs> <laughs> She's very well, polite. You'll wish you don't get letters like the one I'm going to read. <laughs> Hi, news on your team. I'm Khalid Said from Kolkata, and recent listener to your podcast, Hafta. To begin with, I'm not a subscriber yet, and I would like to give something. Yet, uh, sorry. To begin with, I'm not a subscriber yet, and would like to give some time to become a subscriber. ठीक है टेक योर टाइम आई हर्ड दैट बिफोर यू नो आई नीड अ लिटिल टाइम यू नो लेट्स टेक इट एज इट कम्स ठीक है कल एक दो दिन ले लो हमने हमने काफी सुनाए मेरे मेरे दिल के काफी टुकड़े हुए हैं ऐसी लाइनें सुन के ठीक है सो ही सेस टिल नाउ बेसिकली सो माय चॉइस इज प्रीटी क्लियर दैट आई वांट टू लिसन टू न्यूज़ व्हिच इज एक्चुअली हेल्प हेल्पफुल फॉर मी टू अंडरस्टैंड करंट पॉलिटिकल सोशियो इकोनॉमिक सिस्टम्स दिस हेल्प्स मी टू एक्सरसाइज माय बैलेट एंड फॉर्म एनी ओपिनियन ऑन पार्टी एंड इट्स लीडर टिल नाउ माय चॉइस इज अलाइनिंग विद योर आइडियाज एक्सेप्ट for the mentioned points which i think need improvement so then he's gone on to list a whole bunch of points saying that we criticize you know big media but he says if you analyze garbage nothing good will come out of it so don't analyze garbage because it's garbage so analyzing garbage also doesn't necessarily lead we should talk about stuff that wasn't reported that's a point so that's a good point we do in fact we are planning to start something that's that a good point. what we should do that's a good point oh. thank you he says he's seen channels like sudarshan tv and india news which are like the nodded in tv journalism and i don't know who watches them but i'm sure uh, you know what they'll do to 
people who watch it my humble appeal to you is please analyze events which need to be in the news then balanced approach backed by solid data yes i have been noticing that your analysis on news without any data and with your own assumptions preconceived notions it is very predictable to me after listening to three podcasts what abhinandan's views will be and how ranga uncle will spin the data in his favor <laughs> to be very frank i feel there is lack of method in your approach except madhut rehan talia she is the only sane voice in the podcast and i would like more of a participation ha ab chup kar main bolungi khalid khalid you know what happens with podcast madhu comes with the team of doctors from medanta because <laughs> we are running around like insane people or anandan mujhe injection diya jata hai abeto so so madhu's only sane voice uh, he has nice things to say about you also he says do your homework before discussing any news or is it just spontaneous he it wants it's spontaneous actually it's not journalism i would say it's yeah a it's a discussion this is a podcast yeah. yeah it's discussion but i think in deep dive we will be doing research oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah. we deep dive discuss is not exactly spontaneous Khalid, you will like deep dive we'll get into the bottom of everything he says he wants panels that are more representative different backgrounds like a journalist with a muslim background when he discuss eid or a christian background when he discuss mother teresa well i think that's a good point but right now we're just trying to struggle with getting journalists from the south like we have right now danya <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we were told all your journalists who you get are all delhi journalists only okay then uh, my opinion on panels are based on the last three podcasts anyway his opinion on me abhinandan sekri talks too much listens mm. less without substance can be manipulated by ranga uncle anytime <laughs> you know khaled mera nature hi kuch aisa hai mera nature hi kuch aisa main innocent aur gentle nature ka hu ranga uncle jaisa kamina mujhe manipulate karke fayda uthata hai lekin main khamosh kafi masoom type ka hu then ranga uncle spin master right winger half baked truth propagator <laughs> called him scientist but lacked scientific aptitude of data analysis and Thank he gives you. selective truth madhut rehan respect need more participation in discussion boliye madhu you're a lovely man ha hame gali deke theek dipanjana pal balanced sane voice in the panel easily bullied by the above two gentlemen <laughs> see this is the world patriarchy <laughs> damn it what i don't think anyone can bully dipanjana exactly they they only hear the hafta baki time when we are tied up and bashed up there no one sees that <laughs> that's no true. one hears that that's true manisha genuinely honest right kind of approach for journalism unlike rang uncle <laughs> should be leading discussion instead of sekri so <laughs> manisha think, should be <laughs> so i think we should have a special subscribers category that you can come and slap me and you anand we could raise money with that we could that. raise a lot of money ki yeah like in those affairs na where you uh, somebody puts a face no. and you throw balls in the in the Balloon. us they say you you know a kiss for a dollar hame aake thappad maro nikku abhinandan ko ya ranga ko aur subscription why don't we auction it we should yeah once we a year we could auction the two of you slap us once a year so anyway thanks khalid we hope um that, that has that, that thank was a, you that was a slaughtering and the streets are <laughs> full of blood they're dry they're absolutely dry uh, but uh, thanks for writing in and taking the time we will definitely look at your suggestions i can't promise about talking less lekin koshish karunga dost lekin meri gentle nature na masoomiyat ka fayda ye ranga kamina uthata hai iska kuch karna hoga okay uh now um i want to come to a show called india first uh and i saw it it's by gorav savant on india today and i saw two episodes it was it's a 20 minute show it was only about baluchistan it was not about india but um but my question is and i'll come to you first madhu a i'm a little dis- uncomfortable with the idea of shouldn't it be journalism first because i'm just saying suppose there was snowden kind of situation where you had access to 
data leaks that showed that the government had worked in a way that was undemocratic but it was in a sense in national interest does that mean you carry it as a journalist or is it america first like only donald trump well, has a slogan this is a very old question which was debated argued every night during the cargill war okay because it was this issue that you saw things where you felt if you wrote about them uh, or you showed them it would be anti-national so without anyone giving any order because for the first time in india during a war the media had such huge access to the war everyone without being asked to sort of suppress those stories in including case. including me in, and and there were things that i could have written about which i didn't so there is a um, i think but there were people who who would argue against it but n- still nobody actually wrote about it the other thing that i do want to bring up about baluchistan one has to ask the question that why is there suddenly so much coverage on baluchistan this is not a new issue it's yeah. been a festering issue for for centuries okay hmm. since at least 70 80 years clearly the government has decided that this is the time this this to me is government propaganda maybe they're good stories maybe the stories are are, are well researched and well presented and they're all factually correct but it is not by accident that suddenly all this is happening because it plays into the government's position related to pakistan and kashmir and i think that that and modi raising baluchistan yes and modi raising baluchistan a number of times publicly which shows that how much the media is played by the government right good point but before madhu uh, madhu has to leave uh, but before you go in a war situation i understand because you know post 911 coverage is different but in general in life <coughs> like trump has this america first slogan which i don't know what it means to see a show called india first like i is snowden wasn't a war like situation right if you got access to certain information that is you know deeply problematic would india first slogan say i will not do this or will journalism first I mean, say I, mean, i will do I this i have only one problem with the way wikileaks happened mm. and snowden's thing also which was and i think many people have spoken about this before i'm not the first one uh, is that it was not vetted it was not edited so a lot of innocent people whose names should not have been there were outed all right and that is damaging to the country so i would i would take my time it's a big risk to take because when you get information like that you're sitting on a time bomb hmm. if somebody exposes you or kills you it can always happen right. because you're actually putting uh, in the wikileaks there were lots of cia agents and and lots of other something general in general it, see if you get information like that you know it's going to damage your intelligence service so am i going to expose everything no i wouldn't i would wait and i would try to call out the information and uh, julian assange's excuse was and snowden also that there was too much to actually vet every single thing then i still think that's irresponsible yeah, because in fact, you they outed a lot of informers informers in and those people were became know, became yeah. inactive they yeah. had to be deactivated they lost their careers yeah but and now that again, cannot be publicized detail, but also. that again the details of the case i gave that example as an example i'm not saying everything has to go exactly as that the point i was trying to make is you think there can ever be a conflict okay forget there is Italy. always a conflict between nation first or journalism first there is there will always be a conflict because if depends on how you interpret it for example if you're in a war situation or if you're covering mandal riots or if you're covering uh, kaveri there are people who will say you're damaging the country by showing all this violence okay that is i, I think then journalism must come first hmm 
Right. So there are different situations where you have to use your judgment. Largely, I would say that usually journalism journalism should come first. But if it's in a warlike situation, sure, or if war it's, is always or if it's about intelligence, if you're outing intelligence officers, I think that is not on. You then right. you have to be protective, right, of your country, right. Um, I don't think we necessarily get the sense of this from India First's uh, general coverage, but so we are not it's at war. About India. It's always about Baluchistan. Also, we're not at war. Uh, there is a certain um, aggressive vigor with which Gaurav Savant approaches every issue almost that he picks up. He's a Fauji bacha. They all are. Shiva Roor, so is he. Rahul Kanwal. So is he. Uh, He's lounging in his chair. They're all Fauji Striking bachas. a sun silk pose. But I mean, you know, Most look at... Most people are not Fauji bachas. <laughs> So no uh, but th- my point is that I think there's a distinction that needs to be made when I completely agree with Mathu that you know intelligence officers etc not outed but is it nation first or administration first but that is you have to be very if it's uh, exposing the government and I've been party to it we've exposed governments many times whichever government it is I think that has to be done because the government is not the country Agreed. There's a big difference. Um, Dhanya? Although the, the people who want to control you will say exactly, give you that argument that you're going to damage the country every time. And then after it's exposed, they will also go after you saying you damaged the country. That you hurt the nation and make you an anti-national. So what do you say? Um, do you think there's this streak of nationalism in journalism and it seems to be nation first and not journalism first, whatever nation first means? But that has been the tone, I think, for the past few months. And uh, if you see certain channels and certain shows have deliberately chosen that tone. So they play to it. They play to the gallery. They play to the audiences. They choose only such topics. And even when there are stories which just need, you know, where you just have to report facts, they take that nationalist tone. So I think there are certain shows which cater to that kind of audience. And they always search for these stories. So Balochistan, of course, suits their uh, kind of journalism. So they do that. I see. Um, Anand Babu. Yeah. No, I mean, I think people have said what they wanted to say. I've I've seen it once and uh, I was kind of, I wouldn't say mesmerized, but <laughs> awestruck, awestruck by the, uh, <laughs> I thought it was artificial hand movements of Gaurav Savant. I thought they were like... <laughs> artificial hand choreographed. movements. Choreographed. Yeah, that's more like it. So I, I think he is really taken into this thing of... India first, and as Dania uh, said, uh, nationalism show or something. I, I think and you know. I don't. I think it's he almost as if he wants to say the other shows are India second or <laughs> Pakistan first. Or I don't know. No, I really, know. honestly, I think he wanted to be a commando and said, "Shit, my commando ni wala journalist banana. Yahan par commando panti kuch karta." I really think that's. But you know, uh, from a slightly different point of view, what I do feel bad about is that a lot of these videos, which are now suddenly you know making their way to the uh, various studios, particularly those of India today, but there are some real issues that are being talked about here. And these people that we're seeing, the kind of circumstances in which they're living, and in these videos, they are worrisome. Except because we'd see them from this sort of almost comic propaganda uh, platform, you don't end up paying attention to them. It becomes part of a larger program and not a reality. Yeah, and one thing I found very strange, very strange is that, of course, we're having almost like a Baluch week that we have every week, you know. <laughs> but I, I found it very strange that over years, I'm not talking of months, I have never seen BBC or CNN discussing Baluchistan. I have actually never. That's true, actually. Have you ever? I mean, I can't remember a single report. I just remember the Bukti killing was covered. 
but, but you know i mean that the was kind big. of things that being covered right now in indian media yeah. you know houses being burnt and you know the army pakistani army going in and evacuating all villages and you know all sorts I of things i think the western media sees pakistan is a bit of a basket case like they see maybe you know not every little um, skirmish in mosul will be covered until you know it involves the west so i think pakistan has kind of got that kind of status uh, internationally so but i mean the strange thing that uh, i mean there is no synchronization between i mean i'm talking purely from a uh, uh, you know a, a news angle hmm. that if one country kind of exacerbates or you know kind of explodes on one event and the rest of the world doesn't take notice of it yeah it's it's a kind of a you know it's a damp squib kind of a situation you know because then obviously people would very increasingly or very fast believe that this is a propaganda True. now imagine if bbc and cnn were also uh, doing a lot of balochistan coverage hmm. then people would be you know think at least twice before saying that india is having a propaganda thing you see correct there'd be a certain consistency yeah. in reportage yeah, yeah I, i i just find it strange to have a show called india first when um i would say journalism first would be the credo of all journalists so i honestly think there is in today's day and age especially in television a lack of understanding of what journalism is supposed to be i think a lot of journalists are at least the ones who are more vocal because television is more visual dramatic medium uh you know wanna be generals i think it's a popularity contest i really think that's all it is and this is a, to a large extent i really think social media has to do with this but you get this immediate um validation for saying something completely lunatic and you feel like you're loved and wanted and cherished and it just goes to your head all right <clears throat> now the second last thing is shahabuddin set free um dhanya let's start with you um has news minute done anything on this or do you not give a shit about bihar <laughs> we don't give a shit about bihar but oh dear. I, i'm so glad because there is another we about delhi also yeah. no but uh, dhanya there's a there's an incident that uh, one of our reporters koshik uh, wanted to actually know about which you were part of can you tell us about what happened at banerghata oh the lion safari yeah okay i've missed this sorry give yeah, me context so can you also. tell us give me context i don't know what this is you don't know the viral video of the week Okay so we went for a lion safari in Banagata we were in two cars so the car in front of me had my child and other kids and there was this lion just jumping on the car then another lion comes and both the lions stop the car and they just walk along with the car after a point of time and the the lion again jumps on the car so i completely freak out and i shot the, my friend had shot the video i put it on twitter simply saying that some crazy shit happened to us that's it The next day morning I am told by India today that they carried a deadly attack on tourists uh, in Banaras. You you were yes. the Oh my god so it became a deadly attack. And they also said the video surfaced on Twitter. It surfaced you had on surfaced it by posting it. Yes. So what so had I actually happened do you know? Uh, I deleted all the videos but by then everyone in the world had downloaded it. And uh, then I had to write a story saying it was not a deadly attack, but it was scary because this is not normal behavior. See, this is not an open safari where, like in Kenya, you can just race your car and go ahead. Right. So, like small roads, and there are lines on either side of the road. So then I spoke to the director of the safari, and he said, "Yes, this is not normal behavior. It looks like the two cars, the drivers of the car, wantedly instigating the lines by reversing the car by making this sound with the tires." so they oh. obviously wanted the tourists to get uh, you know more excitement in the safari and they took off the two cars from the safari so that's the story 
Oh, that, I see. That's like heart attack kind of wow, drama. Wow, that's that's so interesting. But you know, uh, this they, they were they were lions, not lionesses. We don't know. They may be even lionesses. But but she, you a they, lion and a lioness. So they were. It was a couple. Yes, so, it was a couple. So, but you know, now had you been in Delhi, you can trash us all you want. This would have been very normal for you because here, when you're driving in the streets of Gurgaon, you can't speed away because there's a pothole that will swallow your car. And on either side, there'll be. you know lion or a very dangerous looking jat man i said darwaza the khol abhi bas abhi dikha to tujhe i beg over to give you tune and then that's when you Gujar got to hold your temper say boss sher ho ya ya ye sabas i'm just going to say that if only half the jat man looked as good as those sta- two lion specimens fact, i would have a different point they i'm do. very lookist today i'm really yeah, going to get lot of letters this week yeah we're going to get trashed <laughs> we're going to get seriously trashed but yes. uh, so okay that was interesting uh, so shahabuddin was set free in bihar uh, like dhanya said she doesn't give shit about bihar or delhi so alas the other two esteemed panelists <laughs> the other three uh, what is your view on this shahabuddin's release and the context uh, anand i want and i want your point of view because you uh, often have said if the if the court has said something you either believe in the judiciary or you don't now i think it's deeply problematic to have a man like shahabuddin set free but it was done by the court how does the media i'm not saying it's not justified but in this case why is it okay for the media to blame nitesh and lalu jangalaj is back but in other cases where court ruling has done with the government yeah so i mean i don't blame nitesh i mean this is a court decision and a court is as good as the evidence that is brought to it now you know i mean you can obviously debate that the police obviously is hands in glove with this guy and you know is basically uh, uh but it is not the fault of court i mean the court cannot say that look i have zero evidence against shahabuddin but at the same time i think in my estimate that he is a dangerous criminal so i will deny him bail you can't do that but he's been what in for has happened years. is yeah, what has happened is that now uh, the bihar government is not going to object to the matter going to the supreme court which is fair enough i mean you know it's not uh the point is the um uh, and of course you know i <clears throat> i i mean i would recommend this excellent tv serial called narcos which is i think on netflix and it's about the life of uh, pablo escobar and this guy shahabuddin reminds me you know just of uh, pablo escobar they almost the have power. the same mustache as they well they have the same mustache and um, i mean the kind of power you wield it's almost surreal you know it's like you're not you're not in a land that is governed by law it's like you can do anything you want no, but I, here's the thing uh, anand you know when you're saying that the court has no option but to you know we know as evidence shahabuddin's men taking out ak47s and killing policemen i mean this is he, he's known to have done and not and this is stuff that there is evidence for yeah, the, but the you see it's not been settled the case is still on but i think yeah. the the nature of the crime determines whether they should get bail or not that he bathed two brothers in acid or he was accused of having bathed two brothers in acid and the kind of I mean clearly he could impact the investigation and I think that is what bail is about are you going to run are you going to run away or are you going to impact the investigation he won't run away but I think he can impact the investigation so so that is when you know when it's in India it's not a black and white that the judiciary is always above board or it's always compromised I think there's a combination of a lot of things a lot of judges do have other you know pressures on them uh, or the investigation that is presented to them 
so it's 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 very hard to you know categorize it one way or the other but i do think the state government has to take responsibility for this and justifiably so and to be fair i mean so far as his influencing cases are concerned uh, the recent murder of the journalist rajdeo ranjan hmm. was allegedly uh, masterminded by him from jail so clearly keeping him no. behind bars doesn't really help and the king really has said that they face a threat to their life with him Indeed. out and the fact that anyway so i, th- I but the, what was you know even more depressing was that there was a convoy about 300 400 cars yes. that greeted him yeah and lalu's son was you know uh, seen photographed with and a the, killer who the was also supposed to take a toll at the toll tax counter was told not to collect toll was, yeah you see so which yeah, is where the state be- becomes yeah, so obvious in its culpability crime, yeah. right yeah, but ye ek cheez mujhe samajh nahi aati indians ki aap 40 lakh 60 lakh ki gaadi le lenge लेकिन आप पचास रुपए के टोल के लिए झगड़ा करेंगे आप पार्किंग के लिए यू नो दिल्ली एयरपोर्ट टेल मी इफ इट्स लाइक दिस इन बैंगलोर धनिया दिल्ली एयरपोर्ट पार्किंग इज आई थिंक सिक्सटी और एट्टी रुपीज एन आवर सो ऑल दीज यू नो ऑडीज एंड एंड दीज लैंड रोवर्स एंड विच इज दन दैट कैट जैगवाज दैट आर लाइंड अप ऑन द साइड ऑफ द रोड वेटिंग सो दैट वेन द फ्लाइट लैंड एंड द पर्सन गेट्स ऑफ एंड कॉल्स दैम हाँ मैं लैंड कर गया हूँ या कर गई हूँ द का विल गो पिक दम आप but they will not go and park in the parking where there's enough parking why because my i can buy one crore car but i will not give 40 rupees to my driver to or my son or yes. my whoever has come to pick me up what is it is it a north indian thing or is it even uh, penny pinchers there with who drive big cars <laughs> i think that i haven't seen it i have not seen it myself but i think this should be a uh, this should be a characteristic of all indians it's not north indian or south indian i think all of them do it kerala also सी he said the arrogance and the ignorance of north indians comes through or something <laughs> so he's like you know kind of uh, south indians are always stereotyping uh, north, north indians north indians yeah we are very upset uh, before we move on from um, this one um, from shahabuddin i got this song on whatsapp which i would just like um, all of you to listen to bihari phool barsao shahabuddin aaya hai शाहबुद्दीन आया है कमलते खूब लहराओ शाहबुद्दीन आया है नाउ द लास्ट सब्जेक्ट मुलायम सिंह यादव वर्सेस सन अखिलेश यूपी इज फेसिंग अ ह्यूज ह्यूज पॉलिटिकल क्राइसिस विद द सन एंड फादर गोइंग यू नो एट ईच अदर आई हर्ड इन द अर्लियर डेज ऑफ दिस क्लैश दैट देर वॉज सम कंस्पिरसी थियोरी दैट इट्स एन एक्ट but it i it's a very very well performed act if they're acting i refuse to believe it's an act um basically shivpal yadav who is mulayam singh yadav's brother and akhilesh yadav the youngest chief ministers uh, of up uh, has ever had his chacha um one of his pasandida officers was removed by akhilesh akhilesh was removed as party president akhilesh removed his chacha relieved him of all his portfolios 
and now apparently mulayam singh yadav has gone back to lucknow he was in delhi to talk to his son because his son didn't attend the meeting that was called the party meeting the parliamentary board or whatever it was so apparently up is facing a crisis because of quote unquote an outsider now i just found um, my sympathies with akhilesh by the way i've i've, I've picked my dog in the fight <laughs> i'm with the youth oh. <laughs> but my problem wasn't his speech he said outsiders are interfering in party matters and family matters the fact that he didn't see it so ridiculous that a democratically elected government or a party says that family chalayegi it's an acknowledgement ki bhai you know he didn't dynasty see the, politics that essentially that that's the system so and i just thought that everyone accepts it and no one played that up that we've also accepted it as the media but that's like the central point of politics in india that you inherit the position that you uh, that you sort of work in as a politician so no one's going to question that but yes that that's that's not democracy but who said you on akhilesh's or shivpal's i think mulayam is still swinging i'm going away to uttarakhand <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you pick dhanya akhilesh or shivpal or you don't give a shit about up either i i do i do actually uh because i think you all have to learn a lesson from the south from tamil nadu father son fighting they will patch up one day and we will be the fools of written story after story about them remember karunanthi stand in alagiri nice right but alagiri is still out right he's out in the cold but you know, they, he will come back some day these guys fight they will have fights out in the open they will malign each other and end of the day they come back because power politics matter to them so i i, I always think that these guys will come back unless there is a, a woman involved and love then then blood is not thicker than water right well uh, like, in that case there was none so no but i'm just saying like in the case of chandrababu naidu um naidu no oh, yes yes you remember that uh, uh, what was her name sorry who had who sat and cried he outside he was not the blood relative in that in that case so he again. was a son in law correct right yes. he was son in law okay who side are you on uh, anand well i i mean thankfully i can understand akhilesh of what he says you know <laughs> so i would always you know at least i can make sense of you what he says you can't understand what mulayam or shivpal say can you, you know. i don't listen to either one of them <laughs> <laughs> i was isko to normal hindi samajh nahi aati unki kaise samajh aa gayi this is why we have anurag tripathi from mulayam singh yadav is akhilesh any different um i don't or is he pretending to be i think he's pretending to be but i think even though these guys are way aggressive I just think it's nice to see um a uh, a palti a public palti like this of Netaji I would always be in favor of old systems being toppled even if the new one isn't perfect it will never be as bad as Mulayam See I'll I'll tell you about UP I mean you know the uh, if you look at UP what it was 30 40 years ago and what it is now and if i look into the future because as the only way i think one can analyze up i mean look at the present of up it's just so depressing uh, so depressing it's just anything that can go wrong it's like murphy's law you know mm. so i look at up as a plantation you know like in america they would have you know south california you mm. know it would have sugar very fertile sugarcane and this and that but the gdp per capita would remain 21000 22000 well while comparatively in goa or delhi it's 170 180000 so this is what you know up has is becoming and will become you will have tanneries you will have i mean it's like a hell hmm. it is hell on earth but it will be very productive 
like plantation it's like plantation and you would see all sorts of things that you see uh, accompanying plantations like slavery and you know all those things so that is what up for me right now is all right that's what we have on the hafta this week now we have our recommendations for the week for our uh, listeners before we give the recommendations guys uh, we got a very good uh, response to our appeal for subscriptions last time i'm hoping you guys will be able to lagan teen guna kar dega agle hafte tum sab ganda log so uh, do subscribe help us keep news independent aur main aur niku inki juti ke niche rehte hain you know ha ab hum 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 dipanjali aur madhu ki no we are we're auctioning the two of you yeah yeah you can you can yeah offer to i mean if you guys want to like slap us or punch us considering how popular the two of you are we'll get no subscriptions this week because they'll all be like when that auction happens that's when we'll show up uh and uh, if you want us not to raid and then auction karwa do shaadi ho jayegi bechare ki kisi kisi bahane yaar main to main naach bhi lunga main shaadi mein naach lunga paise de do main to kuch bhi kar lunga bas ads mat lene ko bolna baaki kuch kar lunga main aake i am available news laundry is not but the money but the money will come to news laundry the money has to come to news laundry not into my account we have to make this project survive and not by robbing uh, uh, temples every quarter uh, so i think we need to make a new poster that has you and birbal saying i am available news laundry is not ha aur jaise mayawati ko haar main 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 bik sakta hu news laundry nahi bik sakti so um so my recommendation for the week is please uh, people get ready with yours is an article um particularly i wanted to point this out to anand how Ooh. the sugar industry shifted blame to fat Mm, it was I first uh, you know i saw it in npr then i saw it in the new york times and now it's suddenly it's funny you know, I, i was about to recommend that but okay sorry i've taken your recommendation yeah. away no, no, but why i want to recommend this is because it reminded me of what there's a book called uh, a history of everything by bill bryson or uh, mm-hmm. is that yeah. what it's called the yeah. history which gives you that story of how the doctor the scientist from the university of chicago i think who had discovered how harmful lead was in our fuel and how his studies were completely ignored by all scientific magazines his grant was taken away he lost his job and that means for about 15 years we were breathing fumes that were killing us and the fuel industry knew but they didn't let it uh and the same thing with sugar and fat so even scientists are up for sale now press walas who up for the prostitutes we have to find a name for scientists or up for prostitutes <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, you know to come back to this it's good story a, it's it's a good story and these things happen i mean it's not that they don't happen the whole point about science is that you let out the thing in the open and by and large i'm saying by and large it is self correcting now obviously a lot of people ask me you know about the gm thing that i'm pro gm you know so the, the point is that you will always find you will always find people who would deny a conflict of interest or who would try and hide it or who would so this the story in fact reminded me a lot about the gmo thing the gmo debate we having like for example uh, uh, you know the, the the committee the government committee has or is it the some independent committee has approved gm mustard and somebody came with the claim that you know two of the committee members are uh, uh, are paid by the industry uh, you know the seed industry or something now something like this it has to be self correcting it has to be so obvious so th- there are a lot of interesting parallels between sci- what scientists do and what journalists do if you do not disclose your conflict of interest then it's a problem yes it is a quicksand and it it's so much more damaging than journalism if i may say so because like the story says because science is credible people say you know they believe in it 
correct you know? sort yeah. of related to the story that you've recommended uh, there's a podcast called gastropod a uh, great fun science and uh, technology relating to food uh, they've got an episode on salt right which looks at kind of the same thing because there are regulations in uh, america about how much salt you should be having and uh, and it's it's kind of similar so it looks at this issue as well so it would be a good companion piece to that story now you see i don't mind if the science concludes and let's say in one decade that sugar is good fat is bad i don't mind that because they're based on you know obviously we, but if there is a conflict of interest which is which was in this case if the sugar lobby has paid those scientists yeah, that is obviously you know, because science has been wrong so many times it's and not it that science evolving, absolutely. of course it's self correcting because in a few years they will prove the existence of god and tu phir mere sath jalke bhajan karega okay speaking of okay. god i just want to dhanya huh. dhanya your recommendation for the week um i think this wire article by girish nikam on what is the actual kaveri story i think that's the article to read this week right it gives a very good idea of kaveri is that right yes okay uh i have two recommendations the first one is uh we from news laundry we carried a story uh that was written by koshik chatterjee on the biryani uh scandal in mewat and it turns out that the scandal is far far deeper than uh you know beef sample checking suggests it's a long story but it's a it's a heartbreaking but good story so i would highly recommend that the other story that i'd like to recommend is from round table um which is about onam and uh, kind of takes i'll read out the the headline and leave you Sorry, to guess is, the rest this is about the murder oh onam. no onam onam fantastic oh no i'm right you have you have south indian already good well done i i'm bengali the tongue this has is to be kerala <laughs> we related remember mm. anyway uh, so yes the murder of the dalit bahujan king mahabali and the myth of onam it mm. uh, it really attacks the idea that it's a secular festival and goes on to show its casteist possibilities um wow that this one's taking you on ah huh, dhanya she's calling ah. your festival casteist <laughs> Don't worry I, I I'll bully her <laughs> That'll be fun Um so yes those are my two recommendations All right that's it for Dafta thank you so much thanks Danya for joining us good thanks, luck with the new minute you guys are doing some great work and we wish you all the best and lots of success so listeners do check out the news minute as well and uh check us out next week and we leave you with a song this week dedicated to Akhilesh and Shivpal Yadav to the Chacha Bhatija because uh, as ranveer kapoor says sohi mane ya na mane sachte gaye log purane pure kaam ka bura natija kyu bhai chacha haan bhatija are kyu bhai chacha are haan bhatija all news laundry podcasts are available on itunes and stitcher and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.